just dive into this conversation. So for those of you who are just joining us, welcome everyone into the show. Welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas on the Man Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire season. Make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. We've got new Cowboys articles up there every single day. And as always, primetime is presented to you by our friends over at, oh, freemanmazda.net. And we will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. We actually have the Freeman Mazda stat of the week presented to you as well by Freeman Mazda. We'll talk about Jason Peters in that segment too. But anyways... Let's stick with today's news because, man, oh, man, this was a plot twist. According to Todd Arker from ESPN, uh, according to Michael Gelkin from Dallas Morning News, Ian Rappaport from NFL Network, the Cowboys are visiting with Jason Peters tomorrow. The visit will take place on Thursday. He's a six-time All-Pro. He had a 20 he he had the 21st highest grade by Pro Football Focus among tackles last year because he had 15 starts in 2021 and that is pretty important because let's get into it here is the question the mandatory question for tonight's show are you in favor or against signing Jason Peters they haven't signed him yet, of course. It's just a visit. But at this stage, a visit matters quite a bit, especially when you are an offensive lineman with, that has had as much success as, as, as much success as Jason Peters has had in his career since joining the NFL in the early 2000s. And he's been public about his intentions of waiting for the right opportunity. Jason Peters was interviewed some weeks ago by NFL.com, and he mentioned how he would he would join a team that would give him the opportunity to coach some up-and-coming players or a team that is expected to win in the season. And at the end of the day, whether we have complaints or not about the way the Cowboys have put this team together, the Cowboys fit that bill uh, they're not among the nfc favorites but they're expected to win the division they're expected to be in the playoffs i think the athletics uh, there was this recent the athletic model that had the cowboys with the third highest win total in the nfl so let's see some of your questions some of your answers here hell yeah in favor of peters says lunatic mickey says in favor Gregory says in favor. Joey Vela in favor. Bruce got the uses for. Toxic Tom says, is he healthy? I mean, he should be, right? He played 15 games last year. Uh, we haven't heard about any major injury. I don't think that will be much of a concern. Now, of course, there will be a physical tomorrow if the Cowboys are interested in signing him. Uh, Craig says in favor compared to what we have. Shout out to Craig. Shout out to Craig because... This is some much-needed perspective. Let's talk about Jason Peters here for a while. And let's talk about what his role could be with 
if he is brought into the Cowboys. Jason Peters, the one negative that is being brought up around Cowboys Twitter, Cowboys social media in general, is the fact that he's 40 years old. And I get that. You don't get a lot of successful players that are 40 years or, or older in the NFL. But this is at, this is Jason freaking Peters. He's a six-time All-Pro. He's been to the Pro Bowl eight times. He might wound up in Canton, Ohio when his career is over. He might end up being a Hall of Famer. And yeah, he's 40 years old. At 39 at least, he played some decent football. There's no way we can't, uh, we, we can't deny that if you go and watch the tape. He wasn't Jason Peters. Uh, he wasn't the Jason Peters that most of us remember, at least. The guy that we knew was a problem two times a year for the Dallas Cowboys. But Jason Peters, once more, he had the 21st best grade in PFF last year. He started 15 games. And even guys like John Owning, who is one of the best film evaluators in Cowboys Nation, in my opinion, he put together a Twitter thread in which he looked at Jason Peters and reached the conclusion that, hey, he can still play. He might not have the speed anymore. He might not have that, 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 that speed, but he's still as strong as ever. He's a big body that's nothing new. He can move people in the run game, apparently, as well. He had... Uh, he. he he ranked in the 87th percentile, something like that, in pass block grade, in stable metrics by PFF. So he's among, you know, the top guys. He has strong grades from Pro Football Focus. Now, that is not everything. He allowed about 28 pressures total in his 2021 stint with the Chicago Bears, which is about a 5% pressure rate. Jason Peters is being disrespected pretty much just because he is 40 years old. I don't think we saw concerning play from him last year with the Chicago Bears. And, and Craig, in my opinion, hits the nail in the head when he, when he mentions he is better than what we've got. Because these are your two options. You either get Jason Peters at, you know, left tackle, or you get Tyler Smith at left tackle. If we are comparing this option to the only viable in-house option for the Cowboys, I don't think that Josh Ball is really in consideration here. Maybe he's for one week, more on that later. But honestly, a lot of people have been talking about what his role could be. I don't see I don't see Jason Peters as your swing tackle. Honestly, are we even I'm not even confident that I won him as a swing tackle because what if Terrence Steele is the guy that gets that gets hurt? Jason Peters has not played at right tackle since 26, since 2006. He played some right guard in 2020, but his career has been played on the left side of the offensive line. So I am not even confident in Jason Peters. I think I'm more confident in Jason Peters as starting left tackle than I am in Jason Peters, the swing tackle, because I don't know if he can get the swing part of it right. I'm not sure that he can go out there at 40 years old and adapt to the right tackle position because it is different as many offensive line gurus and experts have made sure to let us know in the last few years on Twitter. So I'm more confident in Jason Peters as starting left tackle. So that pretty much gives you two options. 
if we are thinking about Jason Peters as the only outside option, you can get Tyler Smith at left tackle and Connor McGovern at left guard, or you can get Jason Peters at left tackle and Tyler Smith at left guard. Which one would you choose? Which one would you choose? Who would you prefer at left tackle for the Dallas Cowboys? If these are the configurations that you can get. Because if you if you think about this with a, you know, from a wider picture as well, if you try to get the bigger picture, I would much rather have Tyler Smith stick at the position that he's been working with since the Pats came on, since training camp, have an experienced player like Jason Peters take over the left tackle role. And then if Tyron Smith is able to come back, in December or January, then you just you just switch those two. You get a fresh Tyron Smith that hasn't been overworked or anything like that. He 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 is going to be you know rehabbing from an injury, but you get Tyron Smith. You take Jason Peters out, and Tyler Smith remains at his position that he's been focusing on since the start of training camp. I would much rather have the configuration that has Jason Peters at tackle. And I think that for the long run, especially when Tyron Smith comes back, it just works better overall for the entire unit. There's been a lot of clips out there this morning, or well, this evening, this afternoon, of Jason Peters. And the guy definitely looks like a player that can still play. He's 40 years old, so what? So is Tom Brady. Now, I'm not saying that Peters is Tom Brady. He might not be the GOAT or anything like that. But once more, he is a player that might end up in the Hall of Fame. There's a reason why he was still playing at 39 years old and starting for the Chicago Bears. Let's see some of your comments here. Uh, Toxic Tom says, I wish Mo would, would have done this graphic in Microsoft Excel. Oh, you're, you're getting Excel later. You're getting Excel again, uh, a lot of Excel charts for you guys uh, <laughs> over the last few days here on Primetime, and that will tonight will not be the exception, Toxic Tom. Let's see. 7-Eleven says, Mo, I would not bring back Tyron this year. Why not, though? I mean, it's not like the Cowboys are going to have to hurry his return. They're... The timetable is a timetable, right? And if he comes back in December or the playoffs in January, it will be because he's able to do it. And when the injury happened, Michael Gelkin from the Dallas Morning News even cited some medical studies that measured the fact that, you know, of, of how long it takes him to rehab from that injury. And those extra weeks and though, and or that extra month is actually just allowing the knee to get stronger or the or the hamstring to get stronger. So if he comes back, he should come back healthy. I would definitely bring him back. Now, this is a completely different question. If Tyler Smith is the guy that takes over at left tackle and stays there, because then you're playing a dangerous game with the development of your first round rookie. Say that you kick Tyler Smith to tackle 
and you let him play outside, when Tyron Smith returns, you 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 might be forced to reach a Tony Romo, Dak Prescott kind of decision, or you are forced to push Tyler Smith back inside. Snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap, right? What does that mean for Tyler Smith's development? That's still on the left side, which is the good thing. A lot of offensive line experts have been talking about have been talking about the fact that it's more difficult to transition from one side of the line to the other rather than from guard to tackle and the other way around. That might be true, but still, especially with a player that has a long way to go with his fundamentals, that since the moment that he was drafted and up to this day, we know that that's the, the question mark when it comes to Tyler Smith. I would be, I would be concerned about that. I would be confident, though, in bringing Tyron Smith back when he's healthy and when he's ready to go. I know that the injuries are frustrating. I know that, you know, we're exhausted about this whole situation. But he's still one of the best tackles when he's healthy. Uh, Reggie Brown says, you guys are signing the ghost of Jason Peters. I don't know if the quote-unquote you guys refers to Cowboys fans, so Reggie might not be a Cowboys fan. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> we know Reggie. You're not, you're not like uh, breaking news here in the YouTube chat. That's what we need, honestly. We don't need an old pro tackle. We 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 know that we don't. We we know that we're not getting one at this stage of the offseason. Uh, Reggie's trying to burn us here, but Reggie's actually just adding to my point. <laughs> it is Jason Peters' ghost. He's not the same player as before. So what? The Cowboys are not in a position to really uh, get an old pro, a, a current old pro tackle, right? The Cowboys do not have a good offensive line as of this moment. Get me Jason Peters' ghost. Honestly, I don't care. Let's see here. Uh, we'd love to see Tyron leave to go to the Rams or a contender. This toxic Tom, like where... Yeah, I think I replied to this one quite a few times now, and I don't share that sentiment, honestly. It's wherever he lands, it's just difficult to go back into the Super Bowl, so might as well have him with the Cowboys. Terence says, better than what we have now, exactly. And I think at this stage, the Cowboys need to ask themselves, what's better for the team right now? And also, what's better for Tyler Smith's development? And I think that Bode answers lead to Jason Peters. I am all for signing Jason Peters, man. I really am. Now, I know that some have speculated about the fact of when this signing would take place. Would it take place in week one? So the Cowboys don't have to guarantee Jason Peters his money or not. But, you know, if Jason Peters says, I'm in and you want him, and there are other teams that also want him, I mean, sign the guy to the deal even if it means guaranteeing some money there. But yeah, I would love this lineup. I would be concerned about, you know, the same things that we've been talking about since March, but I would feel way better about Jason Peters, Tyler Smith, Tyler Biotish, Sack, and Steele, rather than the current projected starting offensive line, which is Tyler Smith and Connor McGovern. Because I do feel strongly 
Jason Peters would eventually be your starting left tackle. I think that if you bring him in, it is for him to take over that role. I'm not sure it is to, for him to be your swing tackle. Now, how much of a, how long of a ramp up period does he need? And what if he's not ready for week one? What then? Is George Ball your starting left tackle in week one? That would not be pretty. But that's a big question in this conversation for sure. Let's see some of your comments here before we move on. Nicholas says he's 40, but he can still play. We need him. Uh, honestly, Moses Gregory, I don't remember what I said that made uh, Gregory ask me if I was being honest, <laughs> but probably. I don't remember ma uh, making anything up here. But yeah, honestly. So I, I will say honestly, I will bank on past Mo on that one. Uh, Sean Mayer says, we need to whip his ass into shape. <laughs> Get him working out and doing body work every other day. Heels. Get him hard, light, fast again, says Sean. Well, I do think we're getting like this version of Jason Peters, and it's not going to change that much two weeks away from, from the start of the regular season. You are getting the big-bodied Jason Peters, who is not as fast as before, but that is probably still as strong. Mo, any chance they wait? Oh, yeah, I, we were talking about that exactly 7-Eleven. They might wait until after week one, but I think the, the guy that will dictate that might be more Jason Peters in the Cowboys. I am all in in Jason Peters, man. Uh, I know he is not the same as before, but I'm pretty confident. I am pretty confident that he is a better option that, than kicking Tyler Smith over to the left tackle position. But anyways, that kind of le that leads us into the Freeman Mazda Stat of the Week segment that we do every Wednesday night. And I have some numbers for you. I have some numbers for you regarding the offensive tackle position. So without any further ado, this is the Freeman Mazda Stat of the Week for the Dallas Cowboys. Jason Peters coming into a visit on Thursday. The Cowboys are thinking about signing the six-time All-Pro the statistic that we will look at tonight is the fact that according to Pro Football Focus's stats, Jason Peters allowed a 5.4 pressure rate going by the amount of pressures that he allowed in pass blocking snaps. 5.4 pressure rate. That's not better than Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith allowed 2.4, which is an impressive number in itself. But it is a better number than one of the other offensive tackles currently in free agency that Cowboys Nation has been discussing since Tyron Smith got hurt, which is Eric Fisher. Eric Fisher allowed an 8.4% pressure rate. So Jason Peters was almost three percentage points better than Eric Fisher. And that tells you a lot about the 40-year-old God that everyone's criticizing just based on age. Jason Peters can still play at a high level, even if he is not in his prime, even if he is not as athletic, not as fast. He might be as strong. He is as experienced. Obviously, he is more experienced even. He is a player that the Cowboys should seriously consider starting at left tackle until Tyron Smith gets back. 
if he does get back. Jason Peters would probably not be an expensive signing. If it happens, I would guess it will happen quickly. So stay tuned on Thursday. But your Freeman Mazda stat of the week is a pressure rate allowed by Jason Peters. 5.4% for the 2021 season, a year in which he started 15 games for the Chicago Bears. And people have already dived into the tape. Jason, uh, Justin Fields was a quarterback that was sacked a lot last year. Plenty of those caused by Justin Fields himself rather than the offensive line. So stay tuned. Jason Peters, a true possibility for the Dallas Cowboys. And if they do sign him, worthy of starting at left tackle, period. That is your Freeman Mazda stat of the week. As you can tell, man, I am all in in this move. I, I have talked about this issue for a long time uh, since Siren Smith got injured. I think this is not an offensive lineman that should have people feeling confident. Even the combination that features, you know, Tyler at left to tackle. Toxic Tom says PFF is excellent for data, so I would trust this. I will. I will tell you what. You know, if we're talking about the pressures and all of that, they do have the, the right stats, right? I know the grades can be controversial, but I will tell you what, when it comes to offensive linemen, I feel like that's their best work, actually. I think that PFF grades are not reliable when you are looking at several positions in which you need a lot of context. Offensive line, you also need a lot of context, but... It feels to me that they, they get those right most of the time. Think of it this way, says Lunatic. Our front office gave us lemons, and we are trying to make lemonade, says Lunatic. But I don't know what, 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 what he was replying to. Christopher says, yes, he's the obvious answer. Matt and Josh, Aaron, the answer. We need better than that this year, says Christopher. And I agree with Christopher. Matt and Josh are so not the answer that they're not even the in-house person that the Cowboys are looking at. They're looking at Tyler Smith. They're not looking at Matt Wiletsko seriously to start a left tackle. They're not looking at Josh Ball seriously. They're looking at Tyler because the Cowboys do not have a true swing tackle. So I think that more than it being, you know, Jason Peters versus Matt and Josh, it is Jason Peters versus the pace of the development that they want Tyler Smith to go at. Do they want to throw him into the wolves, into the fire, or do you bring in the veteran who played last year and was decent at it, who is not going to be the same as the guy that earned him a spot in the Hall of Fame? Reggie Brown knows how to have some fun on Wednesday night just catching some streams of his favorite team. <laughs> Shout out to Raggy, man. Shout out to him. By the way, do me a favor and hit the like button. Share the stream if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. And let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas primetime as you guys do every night. You guys know that I'm here every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central. Now, Toxic Tom says, Mo, my one issue 
is with this all why did you all right all is why did you wait so long this should have been done at least a week ago i'm not going to disagree they're toxic i'm really not maybe they did like somebody they were targeting in tuesday's cuts maybe maybe they were trying to wait for their options Reggie says, I'll give you a like out of respect. There you go. See, we can we can respect each other even if we are not, you know, talking about the same team. High ankle sprain for 73 is Lenatic. I don't know if there was some additional info on this. That's another thing. When is Tyler Smith coming back? You know, because I know that they're trying to ease him back into practice. I'm not sure if Peters is in game shape to start day one, says Todd Cook. Yeah. Now, talking about talking about that week one roster, the Cowboys already made some moves that we expected them to. So they placed James Washington, Tyron Smith, an injured reserve. That means they had to, you know, two roster spots to fill. Jake McQuaid, the long snapper, and CJ Goodwin the special teams ace, get those two spots that still leaves the Cowboys without backup quarterback, without a backup quarterback. Mike McCarthy confirmed that Cooper Rush won that battle, by the way, in today's press conference. And the Cowboys also did not have a kicker. So I thought it would be fun to look at the Cowboys week one roster and figure out how it will look like on Sunday when the Cowboys take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are, you know, one of the favorites in the 2022 season. So a little bit of a color code here. Once more, I've got an Excel chart for you. This time, the specialists will get a graphic. So shout out to them finally. So on green, in green, you've got a Cowboys that are in the 53-man roster. In yellow, you get the practice squad call-ups. Every week, the Cowboys and the rest of the NFL teams have the right, have the ability to call up two players from practice squad to dress up for game day. Now, those players that are called up can only be called up three times in the season. If they want to do that more times, they actually need to sign them and then, you know, pretty much cut them and have them go through waivers if that applies, so on and so on. But anyways, in yellow, you've got the players that are called up. In blue, I have the players that will be inactive, in my opinion, for game day. So in this case, you get Prescott and Cooper Rush as a call-up from practice squad. Two inactive players at wide receiver, Michael Gallup, who, who will not be ready for week one. That is confirmed. And Dennis Houston. It's difficult to find the inactive, so... This is obviously something that could be wrong, but it is a fun exercise maybe to get to know a little bit better uh, what it, what things will look like on game day. I had made a mistake the last time that we actually put together a game day roster projection. I made a mistake in having one of the eight offensive linemen that the Cowboys have right now. I had one of them as an inactive. But if you want to get to 48 active players on game day, you, you need to have at least eight active offensive linemen. So in this case, we don't get any of those. Now on the defensive side of the ball, 
you are primed to, to have more inactives since the Cowboys went heavier on defense than on offense. And that's why you might see some surprising names in here as an inactive player. So I have one defensive end. I have Basham, John Ridgeway. You know, the Cowboys are going to be heading into game days with Quinton Vohana as their nose tackle. Ridgeway would be inactive. Devin Harper could carve out a special teams role, but, you know, you need to have these inactive players. Nashawn right at cornerback. Another candidate, Kelvin Joseph, maybe, but it feels like he has a leg up on Nashawn Wright. And Marquise Bell. I would hate to see Marquise Bell inactive, but once more, you need to make the math work. Now, among these specialists, Brian Anger, Goodwin, and Jake McQuaid are the players that are on the 53. Brett Maher is not on that 53-man roster. So he would have to be a practice squad call-up as well. He would have to be called up into the roster at least to start the season. Now, a lot of things, you know, can happen because you can get the Cowboys, you, you can get injuries. So some of these problems, these number problems can take care of themselves. Or we might see some surprise cuts at some point because I repeat, you can call up Brett Maher and Cooper Rush only up to three times. At some point, they will have to be signed to the roster. So there you go. This is the 53-man roster for week one, in my opinion. Uh, the only two things that are quote-unquote projected are the inactives and the call-ups. But this is your team. This is the team that will play versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How do you feel about that one, I guess? I feel good about the defense. Pretty deep defense. I don't think I am concerned about the depth at any position, to be honest, on the defensive side of the ball. Let's see. Uh, I don't know what's going on in the YouTube chat. We, we've been having a lot of fights in the YouTube chat and the Facebook chat. <laughs> you, you, some people are, you know... I wouldn't fight in a YouTube comment section or a Facebook comment section. That's just me, though. That's just me. What is up, Robert Chuck over at Facebook? Thank you for joining the show. Let's see. Uh, Joshua says, I have a feeling Dallas is going to shut out Tampa Bay week one, 27 to 14 Dallas. Wouldn't that be something? You know, this is early, and, and we'll get into the matchups, and, and we'll get into the game breakdown soon enough, and I am beyond excited for that i'm excited for the season to get started I, I cannot wait i'm sure you guys are the same but the one matchup that should have us excited about that a cowboys buccaneers game in favor of the cowboys might be the front seven honestly because the, the buccaneers are going to be heading into that game with a pretty banged up offensive line they've been dealing with multiple injuries so we'll see we'll see how how that goes. We'll see if the Cowboys can exploit that advantage. But also on the other side, you know, the Cowboys are facing a pretty strong front seven as well. It's going to be, it's going to be tough. Be the vest is Charlie and Evans. Yeah, man. It's, it's definitely something. Nobody fighting, man. All right. That's good to know, Christopher. I just saw, I just saw a, you know, some accusations going there 
in the, in the YouTube chat. And somebody said, look, look up, shout out real quick for me. Oh, okay. So maybe I misread that. <laughs> maybe I misread that and thought that somebody was shutting somebody else up. <laughs> But yeah, that's good then. That's good. Don't fight. Let's see. Mm, linebacker and cornerback are weaknesses for you. Anything past your starters will be an issue, really. This is Reggie Brown. I don't know if the linebackers, you know, led by Michael Parsons, one of the best players in the NFL. Anthony Barr, Jabril Cox, Leighton Vanderish. Not, not saying that this is the best linebacker group in the NFL. I'm saying that calling them a weakness is a reach, honestly. And then cornerback, this is this was a pretty good cornerback group in 2021. And it's the same, but deeper this year. I don't know if that's right, Reggie. I don't know if you're just trying to troll us here. I would probably point towards those two maybe being the uh, probably defensive end, honestly. Just because of Michael Parsons at linebacker. Like that just is a game changer. David Lawrence's linebacker is weak. Yeah, right. Yeah. Let's see. How do fans being pissed about 27 years of irrelevance have any direct impact on the team. Oh, not at all, Toxic Tom. They don't. <laughs> We've learned that. We have learned that. Do you think Brady, says Todd, is a little worried about Parsons and even D-Law? Or he has to be. Not, not worried in a sense of, you know, it will impact his gameplay. That, that will have to happen on Sunday when the Cowboys get to him. The Cowboys need to get to Tom Brady And he's been historically one of the quarterbacks to be the most affected by pressure in quarterback rating and all of that. I mean, still, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. He is the greatest of all time, of course. It will be a fun game. The Tampa Bay Bucs have to be the favorites on that game. And you guys know this. If you're new to primetime, this is my only warning from me to you. When I think the Cowboys are going to lose, like that, that is my prediction. I, I give you my score predictions as unbiased as possible. And I will give you my predictions and we will have this betting the Cowboys segment that we did every week last night. And we will bet the over sometimes, the under. We will take the spread of the other team sometimes and the spread of the Cowboys team. That won't change the team that we care about, the team that we are rooting for. But in here, we... We won't give, uh, you know, cheerleader score predictions. That will not happen here on primetime. And I can tell you right now, I do lean towards towards the box in that first game. But I am eyeing that spread. I am eyeing that that underdog spread for the Cowboys. So I, I think it's going to be a closer game that, than a lot of people would think. Hopefully it's as, you know, hopefully it's 80% as fun as it was last year. And hopefully this time it ends up with the Cowboys winning for sure. But that was one of the best games in the NFL season. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight. Hope that you guys enjoyed the show. Do me a favor, hit the like button. If you made it to the end of the show, you had to like something. You had to like something. So do me a favor and take one second or two seconds. Smash the thumbs up button. It really helps out a lot the show that's the one thing that you can do to help out primetime and of course if you're watching on facebook also share the stream 
And I will see you tomorrow night as we do every Sunday through Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central. This is, is it, this is the last week without regular season football, ladies and gentlemen. This is the last week. So we have primetime tomorrow on Thursday. Then we come back on Sunday. And we will be talking as if it was game week. There we go. Do me a favor, hit the like button. Have a fun Wednesday night. And I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez. Check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that this show was brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. Thank you and peace out. Bye-bye.